Emma Samasco has earned her bold ideas about B2B writing. As the freelancer and founder behind Stories by Us, Emma has worked with brands like Intuit QuickBooks and Campaign Monitor, and she's coached hundreds of freelance writers into the field. It's like there's a little portal into the B2B writing space where a normal person can step through and come out B2B. But here's the interesting part. Emma isn't the portal. She just knows where the portal is. The portal is diving in headfirst with a B2B writing client. You can think about what it's like to be a freelance writer all day, but until you go out there and you get a client and you do it and you live the reality of it, you don't know. I don't care how many articles you've read on the internet or how many questions you've asked, you just have to do the thing. Welcome to B2B Craftworks, a podcast about business writing. In this season, we're learning about power in B2B writing and how learning more about marketing and taking more responsibility for the marketing side of your writing can help you become a better writer and build a more powerful writing career. So let's continue our story. That sounds intimidating, right? Go get a client. Don't you need some kind of training for that? Not in Emma's book, or in mine for that matter. I think as long as you're dedicated to something and you're willing to spend some time and energy working on it, it can be a reality for you, period. If you want to be a marine biologist, you just got to go to marine biology school. And if you want to be a freelance writer, you just got to get a few clients and see how it feels. At first, it might be intimidating. The word business can put people off who are more comfortable playing with parts of speech, grammar, and word choice. But B2B isn't about having business expertise so much as it's about being willing to ask the right questions. I don't think B2B writing as a discipline is out, is out of grasp for anyone who has a decent command of the English language and also the willingness to ask questions and learn and grow. Like many successful B2B writers, Emma had no idea what B2B was in college. When I was in college, I studied English with a focus on creative writing. I worked abroad in South Korea, and the school that I was working for published English language textbooks, and they figured out that I was basically the best writer on staff, so they had me editing everybody else's work. And not that this was marketing, but my skills in writing translated to the business world. That experience writing and editing English language textbooks was all Emma needed to get an in-house position at a marketing agency. When I came back from Korea, I got a job at a marketing agency. And it was back in the old days of SEO when websites like needed new content every day. So we were like churning. It was really like a sweatshop of creating content. But again, it was the same thing where I was like, whoa, this skill that I have is super valuable to businesses. And in that sense, it was marketing. Like I was like, they're doing marketing. They need to be seen. They need to be understood. It influences SEO. And it became clear to me that to be a writer was just a huge skill. And from there, I was like, I'm going to capitalize on this. That job was a windfall in more than one way. It set Emma on her path to B2B. The reason I started writing in technology is because when I worked at an agency, they put me on the technology desk, like a by chance. And they said, you're going to write for the text desk because we have a space there. And I was really good at it, not because I was technical, but because I was willing to dig in a little bit to understand some of these things. And then from there, my next job was in-house at a B2B SaaS company. Was it hard to switch from an English major mindset to a business savvy mindset? Surprisingly, no. Some aspects of the business stuff immediately made sense to me, especially in terms of 
how to run a financially savvy business, I immediately was able to pick on, oh, the reason a software as a service company makes so much money is because they have these subscriptions and their overhead is low. And I was able to understand all of that. Around the same time, Emma wrote a few pieces on the side as a freelancer. And that was the start of realizing writing was a talent that could really earn money. The first freelance writing client I ever had, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I wrote these crappy blog articles and that didn't make me want to be a freelancer at all. I was like, oh my gosh, I got paid a hundred bucks to write four articles and they never got published. Why would I do that? I got my first B2B freelance jobs when I was working in-house for a software company. And one of my jobs there was to do a lot of guest posts. And some of these people were like, oh, can we hire you to do some? And at the time I was also hiring freelance writers. And I was like, oh, I want to do what they're doing instead. Over time, Emma realized her superpower as a writer, diving into the deep end during interviews to get someone's story and put it into marketing content. I am a B2B freelance writer and consultant that specializes in case studies, long form content and web copy. What that means in practice is that I'm spending a lot of time interviewing. Often that's interviewing customers. Sometimes it's interviewing a key stakeholder, like the founder of a company or a marketing manager or some kind of subject matter expert. And I'm taking their insights and putting it into the written form, a written format so that others can consume it. If you're new to B2B marketing, the idea of getting on the phone with someone, anyone, is probably intimidating. But for Emma, the interview part of the process has always been her favorite part. I'm pretty fearless, even when talking to someone like super fancy, let's say, that has a big reputation. I come into an interview like a journalist, really. And I realized that I wasn't afraid of asking customers tough questions and that just doing the interview part was super interesting to me. So that's how I got into case studies because case studies always have this interview component and B2B companies always want to share their customer stories. If it sounds stressful to jump on the phone with someone you don't know, potentially even a powerful person, think of it this way. The interviewee is often just as excited or interested to talk to you as you are to talk to them. This isn't a social call. They need you. What I tell people to remember is that the reason the CEO is on the call is because they need you. They do not have the time to do the writing. They may not have the skills to do the writing. They may not want to do the writing. They may not understand why their writing even needs to be out in the world and how to do that. So when I work with someone that's really powerful, they're just so grateful to have something taken off their plate. They're hiring a writer because they need to. If they could do it themselves, I, I wouldn't even have made it onto that call. Questions form the backbone of subject matter interviews, but they also form the backbone of the new client prospecting process. Asking the right questions when you're getting to know a client can be a deciding factor in whether or not they choose to work with you. If you're new, there's no such thing as a stupid question. If you have any lead that's interested, ask them all the questions that you need. If you don't understand what their product is, ask what it does. Say, I don't understand accounting at all. Can you get me up to speed on this? Asking questions does not reveal your ignorance. It reveals your interest in the product and the marketing team. And that's extremely attractive. Your ability to ask questions shows a potential client that you are intent on understanding this. And what I tell my clients too is like, you're unique. I don't work in house for you. 
I've, I've written for companies like you before, but I need to understand who you are in order to do this well. And what I would tell a new writer is like, you can say that without maybe saying I've written for clients like you before, but you could say, look, you're unique. I want to understand exactly what you want. Can you send me blog articles that look like what you want? Like you can ask all of those questions. And the more questions you ask, they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, they really give a crap. They're really listening to me. And you're going to get the information you need to do a good job. Now, that's all well and good for people coming to freelance B2B writing from an in-house position. But for those transitioning from a less direct career path, getting your foot in the door is the chicken and egg conundrum of the freelance world. You need experience to get the job, but you need the job to get the experience. Emma has three pieces of good news on that front. First, transferable skills are a real thing. So if you have the degree and even slightly relevant experience, such as teaching or academia, you have a decent chance of landing a role. Agencies will often hire writers that they think they can train. And so if you're able to say, oh, I was an English teacher or I wrote a novel, they're like, okay, we can probably get them up to speed on our agency's processes and get them writing some stuff. Second, you don't need a job to give you the experience. You can give yourself the experience. If you don't have clips, make some. Why wouldn't you just write three articles based on things that you're seeing out there or make a list of the 10 companies you'd like to write for and look on their blog and then write a fake blog post for each of those, which you could pitch to them, but it's more about the exercise of if you're then trying to get a job, you're like, these are three examples. This one's for Shopify and this one's for Sest or whatever they are. So that someone's like, oh yeah, she could probably do this. It's less about how many years you have and more about whether you can do the job. So I always recommend making clips. And finally, you don't have to have the perfect experience in order to land the work. As long as you can show the client there's some kind of relevant overlap between what you do and what they want. I don't think that the average company that sells to businesses is going to look at a website where someone has samples about wellness and be like, oh, that would be a good fit. That's still not a match. But I don't think they're going to care about the, the, the design necessarily. Or even if someone isn't billing themselves as a B2B writer, that might not matter if they're saying, oh, I do blog articles. And they're like, oh, we need blog articles. You need to find some common ground, no matter what you're selling or who you're serving. If you're paying attention, you're probably picking up on a big theme of Emma's, action. Many new writers slip into the crowded room of freelance writing and get comfortable in the back, studying, preparing for their time to step up and be a B2B writer. But the successful ones know that there's no amount of studying the internet that will prepare you to dig deep and do the thing. At some point, you have to answer the question with your actions. Are you here to be an expert in the concept of writing for businesses? Or are you here to write for businesses? There's a lot of preparation that people feel they need to do. Whereas many successful freelance writers got thrown into it. They didn't know what they were doing and they made it work. And so what I tell people is <laughs> go and find a client. They don't need to know that you don't know what you're doing. You're going to do your absolute best. And if you screw up, okay, you tried, you learned something, but the only way that you're going to learn is to go out and get a client and do the thing. And the first time, guess what? You're not going to know what you're doing. That's such a hard, hard concept for new writers to understand that you have to take action before you know what you're doing, that you have to find a client before you know how to do the work. Otherwise you get caught in the pursuit of a PhD in the internet and you're stuck in a hamster wheel of learning how to get ready when the only way to get ready is to do it. It's really easy to be on Facebook and spend all your time in these groups asking questions, reading posts, trying to learn stuff. And it's just go out and find a client. 
that comes up for me with people I talk to all the time. They're like, I've been reading all of these things on, there's like millions of these groups. It feels like on Facebook, like I'm in content writers, I'm in freelancing this, I'm in blah, 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 blah. And people say to do X, Y, and Z and blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you paying attention to that? All you need to do is figure out how much money you want to make, how you can make that happen with freelance writing, and then go out the, to make the clients. And then we can strategize together on how we might be able to get those clients. Being okay with uncertainty. Maybe that's the key to it all. Because being okay with uncertainty forces you to stop trying to have confidence in the outcome. The client, the invoice, the business at the end of the year. It forces you to start having confidence in yourself, the person capable of making an attempt at all those things. In life, you're always going to have to take leaps, at least if you want the fulfilling life that most of us want. You're going to have to take risks. And I think there's some people that really romanticize it. And then the reality of it doesn't meet their expectations. And they would actually be happier being a writer in-house. And that's a great realization to have too. But you're never going to really know that until you take the leap, get thrown into the deep end. It's one of those things like it's hard to thrive unless you get thrown into the deep end at some point. They're not always going to make you feel comfortable. And sometimes you might discover that something isn't for you. But I think anybody can do it. Really, I do. Nothing against community. Emma and I have both been a part of and greatly benefited from the freelance writing communities out there. But the lesson we want to drive home is that new writers often see clients as the goal, when in reality, clients are the way that you learn how to do this. I see so many people go down the rabbit hole of the internet. I'm like, get a client. Don't worry about the community. Don't worry about paying for some fancy program. Get a client first. The goal is building a successful and fulfilling business, and you need clients to do that. So you're not going to nail it on the first client. You might not nail it on the first five clients. There are means to building that fulfilling business and life that you want for yourself. If you'd like to learn more about Emma or from Emma, visit storiesby.us. You can also learn Emma's take on freelance writing as the co-host of the podcast Freelance Writing Coach. If you're ready to take the first step in learning how to become a B2B writer, visit b2bwritinginstitute.com and download our quick lesson, B2B Writing in an Hour.